Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I want to remind you guys that this is our last week with 4-2 Fitness as our sponsor. So if you've been holding off on getting those maternity clothes or you want to buy some for a friend, go ahead to 4-2 Fitness, F-O-R-T-W-O fitness.com and use the code MOMOSAS, M-O-M-O-S-A-S for 30% off the entire website plus free shipping over $75. They have the cutest maternity wear, tanks like 4-2 Fitness, Training for Two, Running for Two, Yoga for Two. They have twin maternity clothes. They also have bottoms. So they have really super cute clothes. Go check them out. Use the code MOMOSAS, M-O-M-O-S-A-S, for 30% off your entire purchase plus free shipping over $75. By using this code, you're going to directly support our podcast. So we really appreciate it. This code is only good through November 30th. So go ahead and make sure you use it. Welcome to Mamosas. Hope you have your friends and your drinks nearby. You're here with Kristen. And Talia. And today we have a very special guest. He is the creator of our intro music. And Talia's husband, we have Todd on the show. Hi. Oh my God. That was like so loud. The baby is sleeping. Also <laughs> partial creator of Sky. Oh yes. Partial creator. Yes. Yes. He did contribute to that. <laughs> well, welcome to Mamosas. Hi everyone. Uh, so we thought we'd kick this off by talking a little bit about how you and I met. Now, I I love our uh, story of how Todd and I met one another, but I love more so his version of the story. Uh, so I was hoping you could tell everybody how you and I, how we met. Well, uh, we first met at a coffee shop in Santa Monica that uh, was open really, really late into the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, you would always sit with a bunch of your friends, and I, over the course of a series of nights, would move uh, from table to table to get closer and closer uh, because you and your friends were always having so much fun, telling jokes, laughing, all that sort of fun. And then uh, one night I ended up sitting at the table next to where you guys normally sat and someone told a joke. Everyone laughed. Everyone stopped laughing but me. <laughs> that is correct. And Awkward. so, <laughs> yes. And so one of our friends said, hello, if you're going to keep laughing at her jokes, Come over and sit with us. So I did. And the rest is, uh, that is how I met Talia. Okay, so that is accurate. Now, going in further. So Todd and I, so Todd's a very touchy guy. So Kristen can attest to this. Like, he's just, you know, the guy that's going to put his arm around you. He'll put his arm on Pat. He'll, you know. But you know what, though? You know how sometimes, like, I feel like this stands clarification. Because sometimes there are people who are touchy and you're like, ugh. Please don't touch me. Like, it's too much. It's really creepy. I don't know what the scenario is here. But I don't feel like Todd is like that. Like, it's always very natural. And I don't cringe, which kudos to you, Todd, because I mostly cringe when people touch me. <laughs> that is tr- that yes, is correct. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, that thank you for that clarification. Yeah, no, Todd is not a weird, touchy guy. Like, I've met, everyone's met a fair few of those. Yeah. But, so, he started hanging out with my group of friends and... You know, he'd put his arm around me and I think, oh, this guy's totally into me. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, he has his arm around my other friend and I'm going, oh, wait, maybe he's into her. I can't quite tell what's going on here. And then all of a sudden his hand is around one of my guy friends. I'm like, okay, maybe he's just a friendly guy. Well, one night he starts leaving when I'm leaving. I say goodbye to my friends. It's like one, two in the morning. He's all of a sudden leaving too. And then that happens for about a week. He walks me into a car. One night, he decides to kiss me. Then the next night, he does the same thing, trying to kiss me. And I said to him, you know, you can't keep coming up and kissing me. You got to ask me out. And he he immediately said, I've been been wanting to do that. I've just been really busy. And I just kind of stood there with my arms crossed. I've been really busy stalking you from across the coffee shop. Basically. (laughs) And so I just kind of stood there with that, well sort of look on my face and he said okay well would you like to go out with me and then we can say the rest is history yes okay so that is how todd and i met one another so for those of you who have been listening todd is my husband and he is a stay-at-home dad currently with our daughter sky 
he is a union carpenter, but because of the hand that we've been dealt, he is home with our daughter. So we wanted to kind of get your perspective a little on that as a stay-at-home father. Like, could you bring us through maybe a typical day for you guys, like for you and Sky? Ah, uh... uh... I'm sure it varies a lot. It does vary a lot, and it actually makes it the days t- more tolerable than just being stuck at home alone, being teacher and player, play parent, and all that sort of. So, uh, but a, an average day is usually involves getting her up, getting her dressed for the day, and then uh, giving her her breakfast. Which, well, Sky right now is still uh, on is G tube fed. And uh, gets boluses throughout the at times throughout the day. So getting her to see if she wants any to eat anything orally, and then when she inevitably says no, then I have to give her her bolus. So just exposing her and encouraging her to try. To try. Okay, cool. And a lot of times she shows interest in things that we're eating. And we'll often ask for what we have or a variation of what we have. And usually doesn't. Yeah. necessarily eat it but will sometimes lick well, it or want it on a plate for herself. have some tastes of it experiment yeah yeah and then uh so and then the day progresses and it's play is really dictated a lot by sky she decides the pace and activities that we do a lot one of her more favorite things recently to do is to play quote-unquote baseball yeah. where we take a beach ball and a pool noodle and hit a ball around <laughs> and it's great for her hands because it helps uh, uh, strengthen the hand uh, muscles to close and open, as well as hand-eye coordination with another object, too. So connecting a ball to a, a tool. A much safer way to do it than with the baseball. An actual baseball and an actual bat. No, thank you. Well, and a lot I like my shins. <laughs> well, and a lot of the things that you do have to be sort of modified for her strength, agility, and what she is capable of doing because would you say? Oh yeah, absolutely. So if she can't run after something or if she can walk, then it go the, in, in essence, the baseball, when it gets knocked out around, she will then get up and walk to it, but she's not going to run after it, but walking comes before running and we'll get there. That makes sense. So encouraging her to be on her feet more. Yeah. And be active, just be active, whatever that activity is. Yeah. You guys go to the escalator store. Ah, the escalator store. <laughs> A.K.A. Barnes & Noble. Because <laughs> she loves to ride up and down the escalator. Well, at one point, we're just going to, I feel like somebody's going to come up to you and just basically say, Sir, if you're not going to buy something, please get out. Please at least steal something or get out. Somebody here <laughs> needs to do their job. <laughs> well, what was it the escalator the down escalator was not working so they were riding the escalator up and then taking the elevator down on repeat yeah and well and guess what's upstairs all the toys <laughs> and, oh, the yeah. kids books. and the kids books so you also i'm going to interject here we also you take sky for she has occupational therapy physical therapy speech therapy yes and those are things that you do. Some people come to our house. Recently, she's been able, she's been medically cleared to go to a couple of places that are just her and the therapist with no other kids around. And the whole room gets cleaned, like Clorox wiped significantly. Such anything that she might touch gets cleaned so that we don't have to worry about uh, another kid coming in there before her. And being sick all over everything and then have to be like, okay. And then as soon as we're done, too, it's like, okay, let's dip your hands in hand sanitizer. That makes sense. But that's kind of, you know, would you say that's your day? Yeah. I mean, and then she, more recently, we got a a hot tub and she loves to go swimming in that thing. So there are. There are multiple days where we are in and out of that. We keep it at 94 degrees, so it's not too hot. It's a hot pool. The hot pool, as yeah, we quote, call unquote. it. And she loves it. It could be a little hotter for my taste, but, uh, you know, she she gets her jollies in there. And there's a fair amount of toys that go into the pool. Yeah. Well, and it's great for her motion and mobility, too. So mm-hmm. we like it. She can work on her squats and she can step up and down the steps. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, so I have a question 
because I think a lot of stay-at-home moms can relate to this. So generally, you either kind of knew you were going to be a stay-at-home mom and you planned financially, or you had your kid and realized, nope, definitely can't go back to work. I can't leave my kid. And so you guys, and you figure that out. Or some moms kind of get forced into it financially. Like you can't cover the cost of daycare. So then the generally the mom ends up staying home. And that's a broad generalization. So my question is that your hand was kind of forced here. So do you like mm-hmm. being a stay-at-home dad or has it been kind of a tough transition because it really wasn't what you guys had pictured for your family? No, it wasn't what we pictured at all. And being forced into this has been an adjustment, but it's not something that has been hard or regret in any way, shape or form. I enjoy spending my time at home with Sky and I enjoy being the stay-at-home parent that I don't know if I ever would have been able to have the same connection with her if I had been a working parent. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there times where you miss working? Yeah. I mean, it, it's all adult interaction. So yeah. there, are, if, if, there are days when the only adult I'll have interactions with are Talia. And then it's like, I'm, can we, can you come play with me? Right. Well, when are you coming home? When are you coming home? Please don't go to the gym. Please come home. I miss people. I'm, Verbal diarrhea. But it is also nice. Todd's parents have really stepped up and they come Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help out. And you are able to, Todd has just recently in the last couple months kind of felt more comfortable with leaving Sky. Well, Sky's improved also to a position where I don't as mind as much leaving her with them. Yeah, medically, she's doing a little bit better. We had a bout of quite a few months where she was vomiting all the time, multiple times a day. Uh, she was not napping well. And or now, at all. Mm-hmm. Or at all. And now she's doing much better. His parents have kind of gotten used to giving her feeds and putting her down for a nap. And so Todd is able to go and, you know, play those nine holes of golf or get a haircut or run errands, run errands, whatever or, they may be. Or even if it's just going for a drive somewhere and just being a, an adult. Somewhere. It is so nice to do errands without a kid. <laughs> oh my god! So much easier. Yeah. What was it so like? No, don't touch that. Please, no, put that back. No, okay. <laughs> no, don't drop that. Oh, that was the milk on the floor. It's no, broken. We, All right, this is coming out of your college fund. We, <laughs> we literally walk through the grocery store, and Sky will like point to things, and we hand them to her, and put them in the cart, and then like. Two steps later, take them out and put them on another shelf. So we are the people that put like the black beans in the freezer section. Apologies. Uh, I was wondering who those people were. Guilty. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Probably not in the freezer section, but I have been known to put like a can of diced tomatoes in the cereal aisle. Not going to lie. Definitely a different aisle. (laughs) Yeah. A couple aisles over, actually. So, you know... we talk about how it's not part of our plan and you feel like you would be you're closer to sky because of that. What makes you think that just I'm as from your perspective, why do you think you wouldn't have been as close with sky had you not been a stay at home parent? Well, I would have just been away too much that I wouldn't have had that moments to become connected to her. So I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Do you think you're closer to Sky than I am? Be honest. Yes. <gasps> Primary parent award. God, I'm going to go in the corner and eat my feelings, guys. But this is also interesting, right? Because for a stay-at-home mom, like the answer is very obviously like, yes, the mom is closer. Well, that's that was my thinking was, you know, as the dad, I feel like dads, especially at this age, I mean, you're still experiencing this with Nate and Finley, especially, you know, just that mommy, 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 mommy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Sky does a fair amount of mommy, mommy, mommy when I'm here. And, you know, and she does cry for me sometimes when I'm not here. But I will say it is wonderful to know, like as as her, you know, other parent, it is very reassuring to go and leave for the day and know that she is in such capable and loving hands and that you would literally stop 9 million trains like with your bare hands to save her life. I mean, you know, 
So I do think you guys are definitely close. And she also is very much a daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. She has always been. I mean, when she was a baby, she used to just like to sleep on you. I remember you would lay on the floor in the living room and she would just sleep on your stomach. She's like, yep, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, So she definitely is a daddy's girl. And it is nice to have to know that you have that connection with her. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would say that you're right. You, she probably is a little closer to you in the sense of, you know, her routine, you know, this is the way we do things. And it is kind of interesting as the mom coming into this and, you know, on the weekends, here I am coming in Saturday, Sunday, like it's my time to, to shine. And, you know, Sky's used to doing things a certain way with you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm going in and you're going, well, that's actually not how we're doing things now. I know that's how we were doing things last weekend, but this we've been doing this and it's been working. And it's great, but then it, it, there was a moment where I kind of feel a little left sad out. and left out. <laughs> yeah, like, darn it, why am I at work missing all this? Oh my God, can I just tell you, side note, how, so this morning she woke up at 6.45. He's in bed with her, you know, since about midnight. I hear you guys in the morning you know, let's get mama, you know, wake up mama. And they come into the room and like, we all get into bed together and we're doing like family cuddle for like 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm looking at the clock and I just wished that I could freeze time because I did not want to get out of that bed. (laughs) A, it was freezing and B, it was just so cute and sweet. And there's those moments that make me feel sad that I'm not at home with her. Yeah. Because we'd probably stay in bed all day and have a cuddle party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, now I wish we could have another dad's perspective, like a working dad. Like, I wish we Pat, could just, like, have Pat. Pat, get on here. <laughs> yeah. And be oh. like, do you feel like Talia does, right? Because I'm, I'm always just curious. Is it because we're the moms that we feel this way? Right? Because, I mean, I wonder if you would have thought about how close you get to be to her if you hadn't had the opportunity to stay home with her. I'm confused. <laughs> Can you restate the question? Because it was more just really a thought. Comment. Yeah. Okay. Just a commentary. Well, it, it, it is interesting that, uh, you know, people always assume that, you know, the moms are staying at home and they're the ones that are so close to the kids and the kids know them so well. And the dads sometimes are such like, I mean, you see it in in TV shows and movies all the time. The dads are just this like tertiary, like you put any head on any male body. Right. I mean, what was that commercial where the woman was getting married and it was all about her. And then it was this guy got something happened to him and he was in a tuxedo. I don't remember what happened. He like fell off a cliff. I don't know. And everyone just took like <laughs> one step to the left. And then she was just like, Oh great. Here you are. I mean, you know, it's just another man. You That's know, so and depressing. Course, Obviously, we don't feel that way about our parent, you know, our our significant others as fathers or husbands. But I do think a lot of time people sometimes portray dads as just these like, you know, anyone could just stand in and take anyone could be a father, but it takes a special man to be a dad. And it's like, isn't that true for that a should mom? Be all relationships, not just. But isn't that true for a mom too? any woman? I mean, I guess not technically, but. You know, the same sentiment, though. Yeah. Like it. Why? What's the difference? I mean, just because you birthed the baby doesn't necessarily equip you to be a good mom. Correct. And I can tell you firsthand that that is absolutely true. I see it all (laughs) the time. So we were talking about this in another episode just about like mom groups and how I'm like, okay, I've had a kid. I'm going to all the mom groups because I need something to do. And now that sky is getting better. Is that something you would do or is it kind of like, uh, I get that I'm welcome, but I'm not super interested in being Joel from Parenthood. So we'll be at the escalators. Probably would be the escalator. Yeah. The, the step out. I, that is a, a different group. And in, it's unfortunate there's not a as well established father's group. Yeah. Uh, just because it's not something that's routinely looked Four. Sure. You could start your own. <laughs> you could start my own. But I don't think the fathers go through as many issues in the beginning of parenthood. True. You're not dealing with like the crazy hormones. The hormone levels haven't gone up and down sideways <laughs> for us. You're just super sleep deprived. Right. Oh, yeah. 
Mm, that's kind of normal. And punch drunk in love. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but you do take Sky to the library and do like story time. And- yes. Yeah. And I would say I'm one of two dads. And out of how many parents you think? Parents, maybe 15 to 20. Wow. That's nice. And they're all, all the rest are female. So were you and the dad, dad making like eyes at each other? Hey, man, I'll see you over there. <laughs> I feel you, bro. There's another one. <gasps> I'm not oh alone. Play cool. <laughs> Play cool, man. Play cool. Yeah. Play cool. Uh, cool, 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 I think all, all of, of the above. above. I think, <laughs> all I, think of the above. I think all of the above. So, but you know what's funny about Todd though? So this is one thing. He so I am super social. Like we can say that with great ease. I am yeah. really down to talk to almost anybody. But I will say if I don't know you, I can be very shy. Now, we go to a party, Todd and I go to a party where we don't know anybody. I am like against the wall. Don't talk to me. Or I'm not going to make first eye contact with you. I'm not going to establish a conversation with you. You can come and talk to me and get to know me. But I also don't know if there's a point to, you know, investing a lot of time in you if I'm never going to know you and see you or meet you again. Todd, on the other hand, will go and, like, just mare it up all over the party. Talk to a bunch of random people. He'll come back with, like, all these, like, different, you know, random tidbits. Yeah, and I'm just... Who? Oh, you know that that woman, Melissa, in the loose sweater over there? Yeah, her husband, Kirk, is... What? Who cares? Okay, I guess, whatever. So it's interesting that... And he is also... Todd has no issues being around me and a bunch of girlfriends. He has no problem being the only guy. So I find it very interesting that you are not turned off is the wrong word but just not interested in socializing considering how much you do want that adult interaction i would say that specifically a mother's group in that situation i would bet that they're discussing issues that really wouldn't apply to me now if we were to do something meet up in much more of a a social atmosphere and not a, a look i have a problems atmosphere Right. So if it was like a play date mom. Play group. date party. Uh, okay. We, we gotta park. we gotta get a mommy pub crawl going on for Todd. <laughs> and actually I'd like to be there in five months. <laughs> but you have to wear your onesie that you bought that we bought at Target. Which one? <laughs> the unicorn? Oh, oh. What was it? It was the one the trolls one. Oh, oh the union suit. <laughs> the union suit. That's what that's called. It's called Adult, a, it's don't called, wear onesies. It's called a onesie. Get it right. We can ask, We can take a poll on this later. I'm on team onesie. Thank you. And I'm sorry, you guys have both lost. It's union suit. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. This one came with pink hair on top, so just saying. Just FYI. Okay, well, that that is interesting, you know. But I would say not every mom... Now, a fair amount of mom groups are you know, how a su- support system, you know, when Kristen and I went to breastfeeding support group. Yeah, that makes sense. Or La Leche you know, League. Like you obviously don't need to be at La Leche League. Todd's like, what's the deal? What's the deal with all these nipples? What are they anyway? The milk I league. Have- More like the <laughs> baseball league. Come on. Yeah, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> uh, can you just go to La Leche League and say that and then leave? <laughs> No, thank you. I don't want to get like ran over by some girls. Like, ah, that's the one. You would definitely get kicked you... out of Ventura County. I'll pay yeah. you a dollar to go to the League. A dollar. That's how bad you want it. Really ponying up there. Well, that that is an interesting sort of thing. Now, I will say you do love hanging out with our friends and their kids. Yes. You know, you are social in that sense of like the family get togethers. It's adult time. It's adult and kid interactions, so I don't feel as much pressure on me to have to entertain Skye or take care of her. So here's a question for you, and this is something that just popped into your head right now. That just popped in. No, it actually is always in the back burner of my head. 
but uh, I try not to entertain it. But I will ask it since we're here interviewing you. We're live with Todd. <laughs> so we, so you and I do have a child with a lot of medical needs and medical complications. And we do talk about having another child somewhere down the line. Do you ever get concerned that we're going to have another medically complicated kid? It's a thought that enters my mind. Yes, uh, I, because we had one. What's to say we won't have another? But at the same time, the odds of what we went through are astronomical. The lit sky is literally one in a million. I think it's more of more than that because one and a half. One and no, one no, half. no. Because you think about the JMML and then the PTLD. Yeah. That's more like even, one in a trillion. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So the uh, if when we have another child. The odds of that child being medically difficult, I, I don't worry about it. Okay, so you think about it, but it doesn't concern you. No. I think that's just the worrier in me. And I always try to say don't borrow. I always try to have that philosophy of don't borrow worries. <laughs> there but, are plenty enough to go around. Don't take other people's. And it's like you can't control it. You know, you can get as stressed as you want about it. But at the end of the day, you don't have control over it. So what is the hardest part about being a Sahad or stay-at-home dad? A Sahad. A sad? The hardest part about being a Sahad is... <laughs> yes, I hope people get that reference. It's from the show The Letdown. If you haven't watched it, it's hilarious. Uh, Celeste Barber does this whole thing about being a stay-at-home mom as like her career day thing. And she's like, yes. Saham! Anyway, yes, so that's I do from. remember that. It's okay. hilarious. I would, I think for my own self, it's really remembering to stay on a schedule every day, all day, into the night. Not wearing your pajamas all day. Not wearing my pajamas all day. But putting pants on. That can happen. <laughs> I, uh, but it, the schedule gets away from me. Like, okay, it's this time, which means I have to do X. And then, oh, in 20 minutes, we have to do this. And it, it, that way, if I want to run this errand, that means I have to get her together now so that we can be out of the, the house in 15 minutes to go do the errand, which is going to take a half an hour, which just means when we get back, it'll be the, just the time to do this other thing that we have to do before we go to the other place. So my entire day is run with scheduling. And by nature, are you a scheduled person? I mean, you obviously functioned in the work environment, but... Yeah, and I would say I had some of that attitude before having Sky. Like, my attitude for work was, if I'm 25 minutes early to work, I'm five minutes late. I had to be there 30 minutes before work started. Which was hysterical, because he would be working, say, you know, an hour and a half away from home. And so he would leave the house at 4.30 to get there at 6, and the job would start at like 6.30. 6. And so he would just sit in his car. Me, you know, I get to work early, but that's because I have prepping to do. He, you know, walked out of the car with his toolbox and could start work. So I'm always of the mindset of get as much sleep as humanly possible. Well, I used to work an hour away, and... I would do the same thing as Todd because I was like, what if I hit traffic? Which, P.S., I had to be there at 5 a.m. So, no, I wasn't there hitting was. traffic. Um, and then sometimes if I had, like, if it if my shift started in the light of day, I would take a nap. So I'd get there a half hour early and then I would take a nap in my car. And I knew guys also that would do that, too. They'd get there a half an hour, hour early and then conk out for the half hour before work started. Yeah. And then we'd have to go knock on their car door and be like, hey, <laughs> time to get up. Let's go. <laughs> Going back to the scheduling thing, it is interesting, too, coming from, you know, I know it's been over a year since we lived in the hospital. But when we did live in there for 10 months and we basically wore pajamas the entire time we were there. I mean, I know I did. You did, too. Mm -hmm. And how time literally all just melded together and we did not have to keep track of any time related thing nurses would just come in and bring the stuff that we would need so we weren't on any particular schedule it is interesting to kind of go from that to making your own schedule and I think you do a really good job with it I think I'm definitely more loosey-goosey about it like on the weekends but you do function on on a schedule I thought the hardest part for you just that, that frustration of not being able to be around other adults and have that adult interaction. That is a frustration, yes, but I'd say it's secondary to the schedule. Okay. 
That's fair. So, yeah, I feel like that basically answers the question of by nature, you're not a scheduled person or that wouldn't be no. like for me by nature. I'm a scheduled person. So it drives me completely nuts that I can't keep a, two toddlers on a schedule. Yeah. So we're like on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Because I don't I don't have to be on a schedule the way you do, like in, in terms of like medicines and feeds and stuff. But I want to be on a schedule. And obviously my kids could give a wet fart about <laughs> my type A needs. But being around other adults happens in our our in my schedule too. I mean, when I have to take Sky in for occupational therapy or something like that, it she goes in and works with adults on her own, but then I'm waiting in the uh in the in the waiting room or something like that. And there are other parents who are sitting there waiting too. And so I get some interaction there. And uh, going out and uh, running errands, so I'll, I'll have to deal with... The pharmacist. People. The pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the pharmacist, speaking of. Gotta go. Do you look forward to the day where Sky can go to school and our other kid hopefully will be born by then and uh, be in some form of daycare and you'll be able to go back to work? Or do you think you'll go back to work? Or do you, Yeah, or do you think you'll... Go back to work? I do think I would go back to work right now, but I'm also thinking because we're in such a, a position right now, I'm 85% sure I'd go back to what I was doing before being a union carpenter. But there's a possibility that says, well, what if I need to be the stay at home parent for good? And do I need to find some other source of income for our family that I can do? part of the time or or how can i manage investments such that these can become profitable for our family and not be time suck i'm so glad you mentioned that because that was my next question and how to bring this up is money is so taboo and interesting to talk about and it's very difficult to say but uh or difficult to talk about do you feel as a man that it's hard to not be contributing financially is that something that is hard for you or just as a person in the household and i mean but honestly i think i mean i you know there's a stigma attached to a male must contribute financially okay and And i I don't i threw it out as that yeah i don't feel the same way i mean i don't feel any bit of shame saying I am the stay-at-home dad. I don't feel any bit of remorse for not doing that. I am happy and content to be the stay-at-home dad, the sad, sad. <laughs> uh, for Sky and, and maybe for our, for, for our family, for our future children. So I don't, I don't have any sense of guilt or remorse or whatever. That's good. You don't internally struggle with that? I don't and struggle. I'm with glad that to hear that. Can you send that over of... to me? Like I'm the reason I was like, or just a person. Cause I'm like, I totally struggle with that. I'm like always stressed out about like my lack of financial contribution to the family. Right now, my value isn't in money. It's about my time and energy taking care of sky. Yeah. That's where my value is. That's a really good way to see it and to internalize it. I'm going to do that. I'm yeah. Try to do that. Put that, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Put that in your crock pot and let it marinate for a while. Put it in that Dutch oven. <laughs> well, the, the main thing is, yeah, don't equate value with dollars. Yeah. Don't that's equate hard. worth with money. It's not the same. Yeah. And I think that's like a lesson that I for sure need to learn. I can't imagine I'm the only person. But it's it is it's funny that we're having this conversation in like, you know, you would think stereotypically that you would be the one being like, well, this sucks. I'm the I'm the guy I should be contributing. And I'm and I would be the one that's like, oh, but look how much value you have. Like you're doing all these great things for Sky, but actually you're just teaching me lessons. So thanks, Todd. <laughs> Way to go, Todd. Snaps, <laughs> yeah. snaps to Todd. <laughs> but I mean, you are so valuable to our family. I, I always as hard as it is to leave every morning and it is hard it's so relieving to know that she's in such wonderful loving hands and not that you know sending your kid to daycare preschool is you know for any purpose lesser than but i know for our situation and all that she requires you know we would have had you gone to work we would have had to hire not just 
a nanny, but it would have been like somebody who a also nurse. was like a nurse. Right. I mean, so the fact that we are, I feel so fortunate. And I always tell people this too, when we were staying in the hospital, I felt so fortunate that I was able to take a year off work. That you were able to take off work that we had my amazing insurance that we had the support of our families and we were able to be there together because I would say very, a very small percentage of people are able to do that. So I do consider us lucky in that sense. Yeah, for sure. I, I think people were always shocked when they were like, wait, they're both at the hospital all the time. And it feels like, again, obviously, wouldn't you be there? But no, obviously, probably not. A lot of people can't afford that or they don't have the insurance or the job that that will allow that. Right. So I do find that very fortunate for us. It is interesting, though, for people to kind of hear that I'm the one that's working and that Todd's staying home. But I always say this is 2018. Why right. not? This isn't the 40s, people. He's he's just as much of a parent as I am. Right. And I mean, with the expectation, I mean, if you were the stay-at-home mom and Todd was working, would still be that he would be doing as much when he's home as you do. So, I mean, it really doesn't matter that the roles are reversed. I feel like Talia and I are Correct. always just speculating, like when we're having these conversations on our podcast about like, I wonder... If Todd gets as guilty about these things as I do, if that's a mom thing or like a stay-at-home parent thing, or we'll be like, I wonder if Pat does this the way that like Talia does it. So it's just nice to finally get to ask you these questions and not just speculate. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I can be here. Okay, so let's do some end of the podcast questions. Oh, good. So Kristen and I have been enjoying telling each other stories about the kids, whether they be funny moments, embarrassing moments, adorable moments. So yeah, so what has been the most hilarious thing that Sky has done in the past week or two? When she started doing the eeny meeny miny mo, oh yeah, as her anger response, that was adorably and sweet, uh, and it, it did tickle me. Um, she, so that was the- before we were recording. So can you just do a quick impersonation of it? So <laughs> Sky recently has decided that when she's angry and she can say with a gruff voice of eeny meeny miny mo it's just this cute little like angry high-pitched voice going eeny meeny miny mo catch a tiger by the toe <laughs> and then she says the whole thing and then when she's done you ask her sky are you okay yes <laughs> yeah that's cute i mean that's pretty funny too yeah it is said of like oh oh i'm sorry you're upset and you're obviously mad i'll be in the bathroom not laughing (laughs) that is correct i will say my favorite thing that she's been doing recently is my mother-in-law todd's mom has a couple weeks ago she was doing this thing where she was taking her hand and basically using it like a mouth and telling sky that they were attacking turtles (laughs) and like and she was just kind of like grabbing at her feet and stuff like that so recently sky's been asking for attacking turtles in the hot pool oh gosh And so we'll be in there with her and she'll go attacking turtles. And then so one of us will do it. And then she just goes, no, no, no. And she'll just kind of hit your hand with like one little finger. <laughs> and then so you, so you oh you stop. And then she goes, I want more. Okay, here comes the attacking turtle. No, 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 no. I want more. <laughs> and that's just like on repeat. But her smile when yeah. that happens, I just. She's so cheeky. Yeah. so cheeky oh my gosh yeah and we call her cheeky monkey and then she'll go i'm not cheeky monkey you're a cheeky monkey <laughs> or when we uh she calls also uh earlobes tenders and everyone has tenders but her yeah she doesn't she have only, i only she says she only has ears she doesn't have tenders like but she'll go up and she'll just tenders? well so the story so this came from <sighs> back when todd and i first started dating and my hands would always be cold they were frozen at all points and at all times. And so I used to like rub his earlobes and I would just say, oh, they're so soft and tender. And then I just started calling his earlobes tenders for some reason. So so now, you know, I still do that the, every now and again. And so Sky is taken to doing that. And then I'll say, like, oh, are you touching Papa's tenders? And then so now that's what she does. Now his are more exciting than mine because mine have a bunch of earrings in them. So. And mine are free and loose. And so soft. 
for real tender. She's just thinking cute, like with her little responses of how she, you know, how she views things, how she sees things. And she just is really coming to life with animation and stuff like that. So it's really sweet to see. And she's hysterical. She always makes me laugh. Oh my God. We had a doctor in, with us yesterday and she was like a ripping farts while the doctor was like trying to like have this serious conversation about some medication. And she's just like, like no shame to her game. That's how I feel about this. Yeah. And I said, Oh, toots magoots. And she just turned around and smiled at me and then like went back to what she was doing and just like farting more. There's no qualms about it. Love yeah, it. She's pretty, she's pretty jazzed about her uh, farting. Good for her. <laughs> I say. I say good day, sir. <laughs> so what's something that the boys have done recently? Well, we actually, today we had to bring Nate in for his flu shot. And I warned him about it. You know, we're going to get, a, we're going to go to the doctors and we're going to get a shot. And it's probably going to hurt a little bit, but it, you know, it's okay if you cry. And so we're driving there and he keeps asking like, where's the doctor's? Where's the doctor's office? And meanwhile, like Finley's not really feeling very well. And so Nate was like, mommy, after I get my shot and I'm all done crying, Finley will get his (laughs) shot. And I just loved that he was factoring in the time to cry. Time for tears. Then Finley gets his. Yeah. (laughs) The schedule will be shot, tears, Finley. So that was that was pretty funny. Um, that's cute. Okay, so what is the most ridiculous thing that Sky has done the last couple of weeks? So this can be kind of good or bad, just ridiculous on the scale. So the most ridiculous thing that I think has been going on is so she has these night splints that she's been wearing. Oh. And they've been just like hot mess express in our house trying to get them to work. We had them molded yesterday because they weren't molded. I mean, after the second day, of her just like screaming in pain at night, you know, saying that they hurt. Todd reads the manual and it says, oh, this part is supposed to be molded to fit her hand. Which is what the person is supposed to do. Like, that's not your job. Right. And it's just like flat board. And I went, oh, well, this is, you know, BS. And so yesterday they came and they did it. They fitted them. And then last night we go to put them on and there was a metal piece that also had to get bent. So we put them on her. She was fine. And then a half an hour in... She started crying, so we loosened them. Mind you, she was also fast asleep, and yeah. she wakes up and just starts bawling. She's like, not even bawling, like screaming. Yeah. So we go in there, we loosen them, we're lying with her, and she kind of falls back asleep, and then she starts screaming again. And it's just so frustrating because obviously she's in pain, she's uncomfortable, and you know now she has the tools that she can tell us what's going on, yeah. but she's too busy howling. Right. So it's just frustrating, like just calm down for a second and tell me what hurts so eventually she was able to tell us that her palm was hurting and what we equated it to was that there's a piece of metal that was basically jabbing into her palm and then this other piece that was going on top of it's so like double jab into the palm so we took the metal piece off because todd tried to work with it today and didn't get very far and didn't, well, get, oh, to didn't get to it so she's she's wearing them they're you but know, she's, she's okay tonight. Hot. She's been asleep yeah, she's for an hour okay. or two. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah, she's been asleep for almost two hours now. Not and, and the braces are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, even yeah. if it's missing this one part. Yeah. yeah. This is the braces aren't supposed aren't to correct her. They're just to stabilize the corrections that were made. Okay. So, like wearing a retainer after braces. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. So, yeah, so I will say that's the most ridiculous thing of, like, you know, she gets hurt or something, and then she's, like, screaming it's that frustration of, can you just tell me what's Give wrong? Give me two words. So Give me two words. fix it for you? Instead <laughs> yeah. of you screaming for a half an hour, this yeah. would go a lot faster. And I know that's probably very age-appropriate, three and a half, sure. but that's also us being, you know, irritated with the situation of, I know eventually we're going to get to this point you're going to calm down enough for five seconds to tell us my palms. Can we do that part first? (laughs) But even though you like know it's age appropriate, it doesn't make it less frustrating. That is correct. I would say our most, our most ridiculous, Nate has been so funny today. Like he's been so adorable. We had a really, really rough weekend because he was sick last week. And then if he's out of his schedule, everyone wants to blow their brains out. So he started back at daycare yesterday and he's happy as a clam 
And we got these new shirts in for the fall. And they have a little blue truck on them with a squash and some leaves in the back. And then their initials. I saw them. They're so cute. Super cute. And so I got them in the mail yesterday. I showed them, hey, Nate, here's your new shirt. Would you like to wear it tomorrow? Yeah, mom, I want to wear it. So this morning he comes down and he goes, mom, I want to show all my friends at school my super cool new shirt. I was like, you stop it right now. This is the cutest thing that's ever come out of your mouth. That's so cute. (laughs) And then he was like, I want Finley to match me and you can take a picture. I was like, yes, I am raising you right. (laughs) That is correct. There shall be pictures. I am obviously doing this way too often. You're welcome. Okay, so last question. What media are you consuming right now, Todd? So books, movies, podcasts, any of the, like if you're, if there's, if you're into all three of those or just like one or two of them, whatever you're into. Well, social media, I tend to use Instagram and YouTube as yeah. my social media, but uh, I've been listening to podcasts too, but uh, there's this one guy who's a golfer podcast Awesome. called, uh, he's the Eric Lang show and he's does this special thing. It's called adventures in golf is a, a, a YouTube series he does, but he also has a talk and he taught, it's just a, similar uh he just has a podcast where he talks to professional golfers or people in the golf world or and and then a weekly of like hey let's catch up with what he's doing and what he's thinking and where he's at so it's it's been a lot of fun like he's had some interesting uh, guests on like he had tommy chong on to talk about his take tommy chong's take on playing golf yeah. which is very much of most golf is is like you tally up all of your shots. Tommy Chong's method was uh, only only keep track of the shots that were good. So if you had three shots in your round that were really good, oh, great, you scored a three. Oh, you <laughs> only had two this time? Oh, it's okay. You still had two good shots. But that's how he kept score. It was all, he scored only which shots he hit well in the entire round. That's a fun approach to golf. So it also made keep keeping track of the things that were good and discarding the things that were bad. That's a life lesson right there. Yeah. And then he's also had uh, he had a really I thought was really cool. He had uh, a guest on his show that was a golf course architect and talked about the Mm -hmm. landform structure development from the very beginning of the game up into modern golf. So it's been it's uh, I enjoy the show. And are you into any books or shows or movies right now? Are you guys binging any TV shows right now? This is actually the first time that you guys have not been in Sky's bed in about three months. So thanks for spending that time with us. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock and going, well, one, one of us is probably going to be in there in the next hour or so. <laughs> well, I started watching Big Little Lies and I'm obsessed. I do not understand why Nicole Kidman is with that tall drink of water other than he's a tall drink of water. And I'm only three episodes in, but who died? Like, I still don't know. Very curious. That's the suspense of the story. What other media you are Me? consuming? Yeah, Todd finished. Oh, well, he I, said he was I'm, done with everything. Instagram, oh, yeah. golf Pop. podcast. I've got the notes. Check. Yes. <laughs> can we can we read the can we read can, back the minutes? Could you please play back the minutes? <laughs> um, I'm reading the book Sharp Things. Sharp objects. Sharp objects. Sharp objects. Yep. I was like, Sharp Things is not correct. <laughs> I buy a book. I never remember the title. I'm bad about that. I like, am the same. I'm reading this book. It's by this person. Well, especially if it's on my Kindle, forget it. Nope. What do you, What are you reading? Couldn't tell you. Here's what it's about. It's great though. Yeah. Yeah. I, exactly. I can tell you what it's about. <laughs> I can tell you some of the characters. Yeah, oh, so, there's a front page. No. <laughs> so I would say I'm probably about a third of the way through that, and I better get my button to gear because I have ten days to finish this. I don't know how you have. I literally did not sleep one night. I was like, I know I will regret this tomorrow. I don't care. I have to know what happens. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend as being my. I don't care if I sleep. I have to get through <laughs> this. Although our weekend is pretty packed. We have. Well, I have the Highland Games coming up. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. I just have I just have somebody's baby shower. Um, the Scottish Games. Hey. And then on Sunday, Sky is going to be an honorary captain at UCLA for this dribble for the cure thing, which I don't know what that's going to look like, but uh, we're going. I look forward to the day where uh, Sky's celebrity status is a little bit uh... in control. <laughs> okay, so sharp objects. Do you have any new podcasts you're listening to besides Armchair Expert and Mamosas? No. <laughs> you don't get much time Short answer, it. no. 
All right, and you're watching Big Little Lies, and you're reading Sharp Objects. Yeah, I'm. I just caught up with my uh, This Is Us, and I'm oh, anxiously awaiting the good place. Yeah, I I did finish This Is Us today. All right, well, since everyone's asking what I'm consuming, thanks, guys. Um, oh yeah, Kristen, <laughs> what are you? <laughs> and you go on. Please do tell us. I actually don't have a show. Oh no, that's a lie. I'm watching Ozark. Ozarks. Oh, is that the one with um, Jason Bateman? Yeah, so good. All right, I'll put it on my list. I totally love it. I was hooked. Here's. Also, like, I'm either hooked in the first episode or I am lost for life. You know, some shows people are like, you have to get an episode or two. Like, you have to get, like, two or three episodes in or, like, just make it through the first season. No, I don't have time to make it through the first season. So this I got one, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so this one I got into, like, right in the first episode. I was, I was hooked. It's really good. And then I'm reading. Uh, so, again, I... I'm so annoyed with myself that this is my response, but I am reading two books currently. But it's been because I usually read a fictional book for book club and then like at night on my Kindle. But then I also have been reading like a parenting book during nap time. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. So I'm currently reading uh, Raising Your Spirited Child or something along those lines. I'll put it in the show notes. Don't ask me for the title. (laughs) And the (laughs) the other book I'm reading is called Dark Places, and it's by the same author who wrote Sharp Objects. So she wrote Gone Girl, Sharp Objects, and then I was like, well, I have to read this book. It's by the same author. And both the first two books were books that I could not put down. Excuse me, it's called Sharp Things. (laughs) (laughs) According to Talia. Life according to Talia. Sharp, ambiguous item. (laughs) Big Gilbert. And if you guys don't know, on our Instagram, we have started posting books that we're reading, like fun reads, like sharp objects, um, and then parenting books that we've finished and liked. And then also there's a section of other Instagram accounts that we really like that are parenting related. So make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook, Mamosa's Podcast. I think that's all we have for tonight. Yeah, thanks for being here, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Thank you. Thanks for not being in Sky's bed tonight, Todd. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank you, Sky. Thanks, Sky, for allowing this interview to happen. Let's really thank the the, the real hero here. of this interview. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I'm <laughs> sorry.